0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The latest trends and hottest topics love and sex handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800.
2: Coming up on the program, we are going to talk about combating the winter blues. The last Monday of every month, we have our therapist panel. and We talk about general mental health issues, of course, uh, mental health issues impact our relationships, so uh, that's a, a no-brainer for a show that's all about relationships and uh, sexuality. Uh, joining us shortly, Rebecca Putterman, Jackie Miller, and Stefan Ben Susan will be here, uh, and we'll discuss uh, all kinds of things related to the weather, seasonal affective disorder, uh, happiness all those things and of course want to find out from you what do you do differently in the winter to combat the blues like how do you keep those blues away because it's 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 easy to feel blah when you look outside and i'm hearing it an awful lot now it's starting i can feel it starting i hear it starting uh so let's see if we can uh, find ways to better better deal with this in the next uh, few months coming up but first
1: time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800.
2: Remember, you can always email me your questions during the week. Uh, That's laurie at drlaurie.com. Dot com, L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E. So this question was on the text board. How can someone make their sleeping area of their apartment romantic if they don't have a bedroom and are living in a very small bachelor apartment and can't afford anything bigger to live in? So this is, I guess, where you get a little creative, um, where you don't always have to have sex in the bedroom. You could make the bathroom a romantic place too. Like you don't always have to, you, you can have sex in the shower and create a, a, an environment, put uh, candles and, and and stuff like that, or have a bath. So that's one, one thing you can do. You can also get one of those dividers, you know, those, um, uh, they were often seen in like Japanese um, uh, places, I think. Uh, that's where I, I I used to see them with some like Japanese art on them or or what have you, but they make them in all, all sorts of things, uh, like a panel that you can separate off the the bed area or the just the area that you uh, you sleep in and put a lot of cozy pillows and make it a welcoming um just a welcoming space. So I don't know if you use the bed also for watching TV or if that's the place where everything happens so that there's, you don't separate it, but sometimes we just, we got to do whatever we can with what we, with what we have. So that just means getting really, really creative. And it may mean that it's not always going to be the romantic place, but you put in efforts to create. Every once in a while or every week or whenever you plan a romantic evening to set out candles to to just change the environment slightly than what it is on a on a regular basis uh, someone wants to know about a spray for premature ejaculation and says that for premature ejaculation he uses different positions if he's on top it's too fast, but on the bottom better so sometimes you have to know your own body and know. What works for you for premature ejaculation? Like what what positions allow you to go uh, for longer? What activities allow you to go for longer? But there is a, a spray, although it's only available online, I believe, and it's called Promescent P R O M E S C E N T, which has been studied, so it, it does have some clinical uh, background to it. Um, I'm not sure why it's not quite available in the uh, in the stores yet in Canada, or maybe I know it's working towards that. So, uh, that's it. That's uh, something that uh, you can check out, uh, certainly online. And basically the spray is a numbing spray. So when people put that, uh, they could, they feel that they can last longer because their penis is less sensitive. The only thing you have to watch out for in a situation like that is if you're not wearing a condom, you may be creating some numbness in your partner's, uh, uh, orifice, whether it's the anus or the, the vagina as well. So uh, that's that may be uh, a problem. Here's another question I got by email. Uh, my wife and I are married 25 years. We are healthy, have a good life. Our sex life is very good. But recently she expressed the idea of going to a sex club. One of her co-workers went to a place called Lorage. So Lorage is a... Um, basically a swingers club in, uh, in downtown Montreal. It's been around for quite some time and very popular, uh, doing some research. It is referred to as a swingers club. I'm 53. Uh, she's 48. Should I be worried that she's looking for something that I'm not giving someone different, younger, or is this curiosity? Although we are not prudes, I'm not sure how comfortable I would feel going to a place like this, but I will not deny her the experience. Your opinion would be most helpful. I've seen more and more couples in the last few years who have explored this option, like established couples who have been together for a long time, who then decide that they want to get experimental, get maybe a little kinky or uh, adventurous. The problem with this is you really, it's not just enough for one person to suggest it and the other say, well, if you really want to go, let's go. Like there are questions around this and there are rules around this and there's, there has to be some really good communication before you venture into the world of, uh, of swinging. So I, I, you know it's not because some if somebody suggests it it's not because they're not satisfied with you it's simply that they may want variety or they want a new experience or they may just want to be an observer uh be in an environment that's uh, highly sexual and observe and maybe get aroused but still have sex just with you so it's not because they want to have sex with uh with anybody else so you're jumping to the conclusion. That it's something that you're not able to give her. The one thing you're not give, you, we cannot give our partner is variety. Obviously, the, we can give them experiences, new experiences together, like um, a, a little, uh, a little different here and there, but we can't give them somebody new. Like we are who we are, and 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 that's the commitment that you make to your partner, unless that's not what you're, those aren't the rules. So, uh, it's not because she's looking for somebody younger or she's looking, uh, or she's not satisfied with you is my guess. At least when I, uh, work with couples, that isn't what they, uh, tend to, uh, tend to say. But the fact that you're uncomfortable with it is also because, and and I get it, but it, it, it may be because you have no idea what to expect. And so you both need to talk about this. Like, what are we going to do when we're there? Are we going there just because we want to observe? Like, we have to go in with rules. So uh, I'm okay if we go and just look, but I don't want anybody else touching you. Or I'm okay in, to look and for us to to get sexual, but not with anybody else. Or if there's other things that your partner may be looking for, you have to be okay with it because it can bring up all kinds of feelings, emotions, jealousies, insecurities uh, in the other person. So I get that you want to give your partner, you don't want to, as you say, deny her the experience However, you also don't want to, uh, in any way, destroy your relationship in doing so. Like, how are you going to be able to live with the feelings that it, uh, it brings up in you? So it has to be talked about like sexuality and sexual experimentation, especially fantasies, all that stuff has to be really discussed thoroughly. With a partner looking at all the possible angles of how you might feel. And once that's done, you may both come to the conclusion that not, you know what? Never mind. It's too much of a threat or potential threat to our relationship. It's not worth it. Uh, or it may be, okay, I'm willing to try, but only to this level. And then we can talk about it. We can debrief and we can see how I feel. And then we can decide if it's something we ever do, um, again. Good luck with that. And I I hope you will get back to me and let me know how that all turned out. Uh, Coming up, we'll talk about combating the winter blues. How do you do it? What do you do in these uh, dark days of winter and the cold days of winter? How do you keep those winter blues away? We'll discuss that with my therapist panel.
1: Strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800.
2: Tonight on the program, it is our therapist panel. Joining us in studio, Rebecca Putterman, psychotherapist who specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy. We have Jackie Miller, a psychologist, uh, also uh, practices CBT, positive psychology, and she's also a professor at Vanier College. We have Stefan Bensussen, who is a health psychologist and the director of Sante on the West Island. Welcome to the program, Hi, my hi. fellow hi. colleagues. It's always fun joining with uh, colleagues to, to talk about issues. It's uh, almost therapeutic in a way. <laughs> uh, okay, tonight, listen, I, I don't know about you, but I have a lot of people complaining to me about the way they feel. Like I got just having a discussion with a friend and we were saying, like, we're having a group dinner and she's like, oh, I'm lazy. I don't feel like... I'm home now. I... Took off Michael, I don't want to go out again and and this happens every fall, winter, the weather's bad. No one wants to leave the house. Yep. Hibernation. Like Mm -hmm. how can hibernation be good for us? Is it good for us? Should we combat it? What do we need to do? I want to hear from our listeners as well. What do you do? Do you tend to hibernate in the wintertime? Do you go out? Do you let the weather stop you? How do you keep positive? when there is a true effect, and, and Stefan, you'll be able to talk about this, but the physiological effect of lack of sunshine definitely plays a part on our brains. Uh, and some people may be more prone than others. We could talk about that. Uh, but I want to know how you deal with it. Do you tend to get down in the winter months uh, or does your life kind of maintain the same, uh, level 514-800 to text in, or you can call in at 514 800 Let's do the, the, the physical stuff, mm-hmm. the physiological, uh, response to, we haven't changed the, the, the time yet, but I think it's next week it's or coming. something, right? N- next week or in two weeks. You fall back. I yeah, mean, it's this weekend. It's this weekend? I think so, yeah. Yay. <laughs> uh, is like, it gets, you know, usually you get up. Mm-hmm. It's dark, you leave the house, it's dark, you leave to go you leave from work to go mm-hmm. home, it's dark, you don't get much sunshine.
0: It's pretty depressing.
2: It can be, and mm-hmm. for some people more than others, what happens to the brain with this lack of sunshine?
0: So first of all, we have ten percent of the Canadian population is diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, and that's only those who are diagnosed. Right. But I know the statistics are much higher for those for a lot of Canadians suffer the results of seasonal affective disorder so as soon as we notice research shows November as soon as the light goes down we change the clocks back we start feeling more depressed we start feeling more tired more lack of energy trouble concentrating we have maybe increased appetite uh, more increased appetite actually cravings for carbs believe it or not Mm. Um, increased desire to be alone you want to sleep more you want to stay in bed longer and then we tend to gain some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens from l- late October till beginning of April, when we change the clocks back once spring starts arriving. Right. So that's 10%. So what happens in the brain? Well, because of the actual, the way that the, the, the sun is positioned further away from the planet, we get less light, even though it may be bright outside. The strength or the intensity of the sun's rays are not as strong. So it directly impacts the way that the light affects our eyes because we need a certain level of intensity of, eye, of light that comes into our eyes to our retina that affects our brain functioning. Mm-hmm. So when our light is too diffuse or too soft, um, then we don't produce enough hormones that regulate our nervous system. So we actually have a little bit more melatonin in our system, which makes us tired. So melatonin is a hormone that we get activated at nighttime in the evening when it's time for sleep. But when we have seasonal affective disorder, we have too much of it and then we can't get out of bed and we can't function and we don't have enough energy to, to function.
2: Do we know why some people are more prone to seasonal affective disorder? Are those people the same who are maybe more prone to depression in general?
0: We don't know exactly, but we do know that people living in Arctic climates, like northern climates, uh, Scandinavia and North America, Canada upwards, are more prone than anyone else living closer to the equator. So So clearly
2: it has to do with... The sunshine. The, the sunshine. It has to do not so much with the person. Right.
0: It's definitely sunshine related. We know the light is a special and important vitamin that we need to function. And if we're deprived of that light, we will get depressed. And this is not only adults and humans, but we'll see it in animal studies as well.
2: This person writes, Hibernation is good for animals, why not for us? (laughs) Because when we gain weight we get upset at the (laughs) end when then spring comes. It doesn't do good things for our psyche, unfortunately, right? Right. (laughs) That's one thing, one factor that I can think of.
3: I I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with sometimes staying home and hibernating Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, in fact, after the whole summer, I feel if it's nice that I have to get out, I have to bike, I have to walk, I have to do things. So I actually even welcome like, oh, for the next few months, I get to stay inside a bit more. (laughs) That's for someone who's so active. Right. (laughs) But also come September, I already start planting a seed in my own head Mm -hmm. of, okay, You know, in a few weeks, it's going to start getting darker. It's going to start getting colder. And I just remind myself that too will be impermanent, that the nice weather's coming December 21st. The -hmm. days get longer already. We're around the corner from December 21st. Well, that's good news. Thank you. Yeah, no, but it's true. I'm always just doing these positive, (laughs) like we were saying before we came on the show, the positive ideas. No, it's not wonderful. I really don't look at minus 30 as an amazing weather temperature. (laughs) No. But I'm definitely saying this is going to pass, too, and I'm going to enjoy the summer again. But this is what it's like to live here. So how do I adapt? That's our choice. So what do we do with what we have, and how do we make the the best of it? Jackie?
4: Yeah, I think it's important to um, almost like you know, vaccinate yourself against what we know is coming. Like mm-hmm. people go out, they get vaccinated for the flu right. and take precautions for getting colds. And it's, I think, important just psychologically to have some things in place and to know what are the things that, you know, stack the deck in your favor to, right. to feel positive emotions, to feel happy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's where, you know, positive psychology, I think, can be really helpful because it really is... We're so used to psychology and focusing on, you know, disorders, Mm -hmm. illness, disease, that type of thing. But positive psychology is really looking at the strengths of people and how do you enhance, you know, work. Mm-hmm. play, relationships, love how do you enhance those things, like what makes life
2: meaningful all year round not just, you know, right. uh, when it's of course nice. it, We just have to put a little more effort into yeah. it when in the winter months. A couple of texts here um, and something, uh, they echo what you said, Rebecca, be optimistic about the days start getting longer just before Christmas on the 21st of mm-hmm. December and say to yourself that spring is taking a sharp turn around the corner. Exactly. That's, That's what I, I say. I'm counting the days. I think it's so over. Then... <laughs> Winter's over on December 21st. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh or somebody says you can stay home to uh, stay home do aerobics and listen to cjd all right i like that uh someone says that uh, taking super doses of vitamin d3 uh can reverse the effects of seasonal affective disorder black skin people uh pale color po color need more vitamin d than light skinned people so dark skinned people need more vitamin d i didn't know that than uh, than lighter skin people mm. so i don't know it's I'll take Someone it. I'll, I'll take it for for you know for granted that you know what you're talking about. Uh, so the the importance of taking vitamins is it, is this a good time to take supplements?
0: Well, I personally am a very big believer in vitamins. I'm not a medical doctor, but from my practice and my own body, I can tell you when I don't take them, it makes a huge difference. Really. Um, so vitamin D is definitely a significant one that we all as Canadians should take in the winter. And I believe in light therapy, and so do
2: I. I just bought my light yay, not long ago join yes the club. yes, <laughs> the nice, bright light, although we tend to use it for other purposes, but it 's nice to have
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it 's now an acceptable psychiatric treatment
2: so <laughs> it 's studied it 's been studied it's been the studied, light therapy has been studied
0: it's medical treatment recommended in the mornings, twenty minute exposure of ten thousand lux. So you have this little light box that's about sixty centimeters away from your face, and you stare at it, or you read your paper, or do you read your yeah. Whatever. I heard you don't
2: even have to really look at it; it just has it to be just in looks your at line, you right? It looks at you. Yeah. Like it's a good one to put in the bathroom when you're getting ready. Right. Uh, putting on your makeup or having breakfast setting exactly. setting the light um, and I saw them I don't know if I saw them this last time I was at Costco but I mm-hmm. certainly at the beginning of the season uh, they had the, the the light boxes and they weren't that expensive they were like $60 they've come down in price yes, hugely uh, when the light therapy came out it was right. they were like three dollars 400 dollars you couldn't get a, a light cheaper than that and now they've come down in price so that's a very nice uh, just make sure that they're
0: therapeutic doses and that- and they have to have 10,000 lux to make it 10, into our lux. retina. Okay. Otherwise, you're not getting what you're supposed so to. So take
2: get that, that down, note it down, 10,000 lux. Lux
0: LUX okay. full spectrum lighting it's yes, called. Yes, full
2: spectrum lights. Right. I believe they they do, but we'll have to uh, have to look at that. So mm-hmm. uh yep, that's also very important to look at all the different things we could do.
4: Yeah, and um also I think thinking relationships because that this, uh, tendency to want to hibernate and be by by ourselves and maybe cocoon. Um, but sometimes just committing to, like, as the seasons are changing, committing to and being consistent with, you know, keeping in touch. It's not the quantity, so much mm-hmm. of friends we have, but uh, the quality of the friendship. So just that effort to like, okay, yeah, we are going to meet, you know, for lunch once a week. We're Jackie, because- the word is effort. <laughs> this is yeah. what
2: I'm seeing. Like people yeah. get lazy and lazy is the opposite of effort, you know? Right. And so we do... Yes, we may have to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. We may have to put a little more effort into it. This is our uh, therapist panel tonight. We've got Rebecca Putterman, uh, Jackie Miller, and Stefan Ben-Susan uh, in studio with us. We're talking about combating the winter blues, seasonal affective disorders, or just the blahs. Like It doesn't have to be a diagnosis mm-hmm. necessarily, although I'm sure many more people would be diagnosed. But people take it for granted that they're just going to be blah uh, during the uh, the winter months. And what you can do about it. We'll continue that discussion. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800.
2: So how do you combat the uh the winter blues? Do you get the winter blues? First of all, not everybody does. I I can say personally I don't notice I get too blah like I make sure I have activities and plans and I haven't skied in a few years, but that was a big thing for me to be outdoors and to take advantage of whatever I could of the winter. So yeah. like kind of make friends with it instead of like, but over the last years, as as I've gotten older, I just keep thinking, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to <laughs> get out of here. Like that's that I got to get to the sun. And I'm fortunate that I can come like that. I can go. Uh, so, but that, you know, obviously that that's not everyone who can <laughs> just uh, get on a plane and go. I have the flexibility and I, and I can do that. So it's a little bit different, but, um, but yes, making friends with uh with winter and, mm-hmm. and getting involved in winter activities, snowshoeing or skiing or cross country skiing or taking walks. Yeah, and you were saying
4: before that it takes more effort in the winter. Sometimes when you make something a routine exactly you can feel like it's less effort <laughs> that you're right. putting in because it's like, you know, signing up for something. You like commit to it. You commit to it and then it's okay, yeah, at, you know, ten o'clock I've you know I need to be at the swimming lesson or I need to be at the skating lesson or I need to be at the um especially if you have kids that can oftentimes motivate right. you to do that, but mm-hmm. anything that you can make a routine, okay I'm meeting my friend you know for brunch on sundays um it becomes more it becomes easier and easier to do it you look you start to look forward to it you start i think to more focus on the enjoyment of that connection or that activity and think less and less about that you're driving through the snow to get there. That's true.
2: Our therapist panel tonight, Rebecca Putterman, Jackie Miller, and Stefan Bensussen, uh in studio with us. It's true. The, the, the effort, uh, yes, it requires a bit of effort. I, I like the idea of making something more routine. I find that when you have kids you there it's easier it
3: you hibernate less because you can't <laughs> kids don't stop mm-hmm. they don't mind yep. but mm-hmm. i think it's also important i mean our winters can be difficult so you have to dress warm for them like you have to take care of yourself to get outside that's so true. if you're not going to be wearing a warm jacket you're going to be freezing going i don't even want to go i don't want to go so you do have to prepare putting extra layers on maybe getting decent boots or extra socks because it is difficult to get out there. But if you have a dog that you have to walk, then you're getting or out there. Or sitting at so, the bus stop. Or standing at right? a bus stop or getting in and out of the metro. You're going to be outside. So you do have to make the best of it. And I think... um as you get older, you care less about what you look
2: like. Like there's a yeah. there's a factor. I remember being younger and not wearing a hat because yeah. it'll mess my hair. Now I don't care. I will my be so to my warm. <laughs> you only see my eyes. I wear the thickest of everything, and I don't care. But if I'm warm, that's right. That's what matters. It's great. Like you can enjoy it, right? That's you can right. always take off a, a few layers if you get too hot or whatever. But uh, it does make a difference and it it, it is kind of uh, taking care of yourself in that way. Yeah.
0: I think we also have to consider the, the stories that we tell ourselves about winter and how dreadful it's going to be, yes. how difficult it's going to be. And even listening sometimes to the media, we tend to over exaggerate how terrible it's out there and, no, winter can be beautiful mm-hmm. and peaceful and quiet and very mm-hmm. grounding and positive and fresh, crisp I like that. air. Mm-hmm. And if we're able to just come out of our heads as opposed to worry so much about what it's going to be and what if this and what if I fall and what if I slip and what if it's too cold. What
2: if. What if right? is equals anxiety. Right. You say the words what if enough times right. in your head. You've now developed anxiety. That's right. All
0: right. So we go into this pattern of resistance, right? Yeah. Protecting ourselves against the cold elements. And then we go into so much resistance physically that we end up causing more anxiety and stress. And then we get depressed and avoid.
2: So the stories you tell yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's I think. Like, oh, go No, go ahead. Go, no, no, go go ahead. ahead. <laughs> oh, all these stuff, you're so too nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well it's like you know the glass is half full or half empty and mm-hmm. we know like looking at research that it's harder to move like if you're in a negative frame of mind it's harder mm-hmm. to move to a positive frame of mind um, and so so being able to do things proactively so that you know winter's coming but you have all of these things that you're looking forward to mm-hmm. um, looking at that glass as being half full right yeah. Um, looking at the the idea of whatever that activity is that you you like and kind of build like the anticipation of it. Oh, I can't wait to do this or I can't wait or it'll be beautiful or if there's a holiday that you really like during that time period. But sort of yeah. really kind of shifting your focus. But it does, we know that to shift from that half
2: glass empty to full, that it does take mental energy to do that. Right, it does. And, and for some people, they're more natural at it. It's mm-hmm. it's a little easier. And for others, to be positive takes effort yeah. to be positive. Mm-hmm. People don't recognize that, that you actually have to work hard to be positive. That's right. It, being positive does not come naturally to the human race. I think mm-hmm. we are negatively minded for the most part, and those who are more positive work towards that positive thinking like you can see the difference in in thinking, but we
3: control our thoughts where Where do we want our thoughts to go? Well, I think what's like you know as the winter comes. Gets closer and closer. I'm also saying, okay, I remember last year it was really cold, but I got through it. So it's in everything that we're all saying here. I think, you know, it's the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? But last year was cold and I got through it. Mm -hmm. And this summer was really hot some days and I got through it. (laughs) So we just have to remind ourselves we get through the downs, we get through the ups. Nothing is the same. It might be a good winter. For December and January and February might be cold, but this is where we live. So we have to adapt and accept also what is. Yeah. This text writes, as a next sufferer of
2: seasonal, seasonal affective disorder, I can tell you what worked for me was making friends with the seasons change by mm-hmm. acceptance of it. Isn't that That's what right. we were there just been go. talking about? Just accepting it. Mm-hmm. Last year I ended up in the emergency room due mm-hmm. to it. So I promise a change of attitude is the most important thing that you can do. And I think that's very, very well said. Another text writes, Ooh, I can't wait to make a snowman. LOL, winter sucks mm. and we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it you make sh- the best of whatever sucks, okay? There's yeah. still some good stuff about winter. It's white. <laughs> it's crisp. Sparkly. It's sparkly. Well, There's know. nothing more beautiful than a winter scene. I love just that. Just fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, you find the good. But even yeah. get exercise from shoveling. Yeah. It's, it's a form of exercise. Right. So there are different things you, you can do to enjoy And people enjoy help it. each
3: other when they're stuck in the, you in know, the snow. Yeah. So Sense people of come community. out and pull each other, you know, push each other out. That's beautiful. Yes, you know? that's a beautiful thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you realize we all work very hard More to stay fishing. positive. <laughs> We're digging deep. <laughs> digging yeah. deep. Uh writes, I love going to cozy cafes and digging through used bookstores and going for walks in the snow and playing it's beginning to look a lot like christmas all winter long so there that's good play yep. play the happy songs that's right the christmas songs will be soon coming out yeah i, I say no, november november 1st, 1st right after, after halloween. halloween christmas begins uh, and that sometimes makes people feel better sometimes not but uh, generally speaking they're uh, happy songs and and that can uh, that can be helpful to to most of us right yeah absolutely Christmas
0: songs bring up anxiety for some of my clients, actually. Do they? Oh, the, uh, holiday. because of the holiday time. Right. How time. Am
2: I shopping yet? I can't wait for okay. this. That's next, I have to um, see family. That's next month's topic. <laughs> yeah. How to deal with Christmas holidays when you can't stand family members oh, or God. there's conflict or things like that. Uh So we'll we'll do that. Uh George writes, According to my brother, you're not allowed to catch snowflakes on your on your tongue anymore because they are filled with nuclear crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee. That's like so dark thinking. I'm still gonna catch snowflakes
3: on my tongue, aren't you? <laughs> maybe not
1: downtown
2: though. <laughs> okay, maybe not downtown. You know, it's sort of the country you for that.
3: Kids, kids who thoroughly enjoy making snowmen. Oh, they love yes. it. Snow and angels, angels, snowmen. And Absolutely. And and we you, lose our taste for you it. You lose your taste when your kids grow up. Yeah. Uh,
2: and it's unfortunate because you know now we're not outside playing with our kids and anymore. And kids aren't
3: playing hockey. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. Uh, Rebecca Puterman, Jackie Miller, and Stefan Ben-Susan my three favorite therapists here in studio with us. So we continue this discussion of uh, combating the winter blues
1: it's sex out loud and you're welcome to listen in passion on cjad 800
2: Talking about uh, combating seasonal affective disorder with my panel, uh, the therapist panel, Rebecca Putterman, psychotherapist, uh, Jackie Miller, psychologist, Stefan Bensusan, health psychologist, uh, in studio with me. So a couple of, uh, text messages here. I hate winter, but my husband and our dog Max just love it. Least favorite day is the day the carport goes up. Favorite day is the day the carport comes down. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for that Esther. Uh I look forward to winter snowflakes and all especially in November because it's such a dark month. There was snow this weekend. Yes. Huge mm-hmm. snowflakes. I thought oh, look how beautiful. Uh so if there is snow, it brightens up the day and night. However, the one thing which I hate and I don't enjoy it's freezing rain. And uh I usually call in sick rather than uh have, you know, go by metro and all that. So, yeah, freezing rain is scary. Yeah, but I think that um, most of us can uh, can admit mm-hmm. that freezing rain is uh, scary. Before I forget, I want you. Uh, I just want to announce that one of our therapists, one of our regulars here, um, Sandra Rich from the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, is holding an open house tomorrow evening from seven to nine thirty p.m. with a bunch of uh, uh, basically uh, uh, lectures, which are free. So if you want to reserve your spot, to five one four seven 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 four five three zero It's on Saint John's Boulevard in the West Island. Five one four seven 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 four five three zero. I didn't check to see if tickets were still available, if there was still room, but you might want to uh, to check it out. It's all going to be about conflict resolution, codependency, repression, resentment, comp- self compassion, and self uh, sabotage and energy psychology. Those are some of the topics that uh, that will be covered. Uh, Drew says, snow angels, my kids love making them. So, which brings me to kids. How do we learn from kids? Because children are the ones who seem to be less affected. And maybe, Stefan, you can answer why are kids less affected by seasonal affective disorder? I don't know if they're... I don't know what happens to their brains rather than ours, but they have a much better attitude when it comes to winter than we do.
0: Well, they get to play, right? And they have less mm-hmm. responsibility and they're not focused on what they have to do, but they do what they want to do. So the temperature doesn't scare them. That's they're true. They're active. They're running, they're jumping, sliding. Wearing so... snow pants. <laughs> snow <laughs> pants <laughs> exactly. We make yeah. sure
3: they're covered, right? <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> they're covered. That's right.
4: Well, I think um, kids are just maybe naturally mindful like they can be in the moment at the present moment and yeah,
2: they know how to do that and
4: and just know things are transient and really engaged like this weekend it was snowing and i'm outside watching my son and other boys play football and there's like tons of snow mm. on the football field and they're just playing and having a great time and you feed off that energy you know, um, and I think they just have a really a way of just embracing whatever the elements are and focusing on what
2: you know their activity is. So we can learn, I think so from kids, and why not do things they do, like uh, Drew just talked about tobogganing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, tobogganing is so is much so much fun. Uh, This text writes, kids get more light and sunlight than we do. Uh, They do play outside more than we do, right? So they do have recess and lunch during their school day. So they get the sunshine and you're, that makes a very good point. We don't, we often are stuck in, in the office. We don't want to go out for lunch because it's too cold for that hour. So we tend to stay in for lunch more. So there is a, a different uh, impact. Another text writes, love winter, hate the way people drive like they've never seen <laughs> snow. Uh, which reminds me, you've got two weeks to get your snow tires on. Just, uh, just saying, did you get yours on?
0: I thought it was December 15th.
2: Oh, it's December. December I thought it was November 15th. I think think it's
0: December
3: 1st this year. Oh, look at me. I'm so
2: ahead of the schedule. (laughs) I was thinking it was November 15th, and I thought I was ahead. Really, December first. I think it's December first now. Oh, who knows? Does anybody know? Let us uh, do a public service announcement <laughs> here and let people know. Well, I was happy I had them when we saw the snow this weekend. I can
3: tell you that much. Yeah. I think uh, just what we're all also saying here, and we've talked about connections. Uh, you know, meeting up with people, like kids are in the playground and they're playing, or kids are you know football mm-hmm. on the on the field, and there's a team and there's camaraderie and they're supporting each other. And I think there's no question with technology with, you know, Netflix, we can all just stay indoors and stay with ourselves. And I think it's just really important you know, with the months ahead of us to make a point, as we've all just said, to really once a week, at least to meet up with someone, go out, go see someone and mm. just get out there, whether it's at a cafe or restaurant. Yeah, get out there, exactly. And socialize. For, yeah. Rather than hibernate day after day, uh,
2: make, make the effort point. to socialize That's and right. to get out there and go into a cozy little cafe or restaurant or, and forget the weather and there's outside, free activities you know.
3: Everywhere, also, you can go to, you know, you can go to bazaars, you can go to ornaments, go see ornaments and community centers. You can oh, see. there's all kinds of things. Yeah, you can, you still can do, do so much for free right now out there. You right. know,
2: I tend not to change my schedule too much in the winter mm-hmm. months. I tend to keep almost as busy, but I have to say date nights are usually cozied up and, you know, usually Netflix and chill nights. Yeah. They're, they're no longer going out nights. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to admit. But that's okay. That happens to be uh, probably a better thing. I don't know. Uh, let's see. I don't know how many times I had my kids come back in the house and their faces are so red. I swear they have frostbite. But then I make them hot chocolate and everybody's happy. And they want to do it. Uh, that's a positive one. Another mm-hmm. one says winter really sucks. Something we all know. wind chill factor, lots of snow, winter sneeze, then a winter cough, So darn cold freeze my balls off <laughs> that's from mark thanks another one says yeah yeah i'm going to florida bye suckers uh <laughs> but Grace says we're adults between 25 and 35 and we had a snowball fight on saturday again nice. learning how to enjoy it and as for the the tire change uh used to be december 15th you're right it was moved up earlier to december 1st this year thanks james uh from Laval. I uh, hate salt on the roads that destroy our boots puddles at the crosswalks of the sidewalks in Westmount love cafes and christmas well there you go it visit every cafe you can you know get your hot chocolate in and uh and christmas is coming we're not that far away and then the days get longer
3: mm-hmm.
2: we're almost summer <laughs> <laughs>
3: before you know it is that positive so or, or yeah. what
2: <laughs> right and then uh, <laughs> you can have it's like
4: an opportunity to um like feel more, have more self-efficacy, you know, to feel that you can cope with something. That's like, you feel good, you you know, say you do go out, you didn't want to go out, but you focus on, okay, it's worth it to make the effort. You go out,
2: and then you come back and you feel like, yeah, I'm glad I did I that. I did it, exactly. Yeah. I feel right. better now. Yeah. All right, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much, everyone, for sending in uh, your texts. Uh, Rebecca, where, uh, what number can people reach you at? Uh, 514-402-5526. Jackie Miller? 514-772-5683. And Stefan Ben-Susan.
0: At 514-542-6888.
2: Wonderful. If you didn't catch all that, go to the podcast at, on my website at drlaurie.com or on SoundCloud or on the CJD website, and you can get all that information. Thank you so much for spending your hour with us tonight, making us Feel more positive uh, about winter as well. Uh, and thanks to Brian Callis, our technical producer. Connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or my website drlori.com. Coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, and remember to live your life with passion.